There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, listeners. Luke's English Podcast is sponsored by italki, a service that you can use to find native speakers and qualified English teachers for online lessons and conversations. Go to teacherluke.co.uk forward slash talk to get started. And if you really want to fast track your English to fluency, you can do it by talking to native speakers on italki. Okay, right. So now let's get started with this new episode of Luke's English Podcast. And here it is now. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Who Wants to Be Good at English? And uh, I'm your host for the evening, Rick Thompson. And our first contestant, who's sitting in the black chair in front of me, is Luke Thompson, who claims to be an English expert, so this will really put him to the test. Good evening, Luke. Good evening. Uh, what shall I call you, Dad? Uh, yes, host, Dad. Dad. Uh, Mr. Rick. <laughs> That'll do. Rick. Good evening, and, Rick. Yes, and uh, it's very nice to see you here, and the crowd have been eagerly waiting this, uh, this episode of Who Wants to Be Good at English?, And uh, as usual, the format is the same, the familiar format. There are questions. Each one has four possible answers. You have to choose the answer which you think is correct, and then it will be revealed. And uh, we'll do a, a version of the game which has ten questions, and we'll see how many of the ten questions you answer correctly. Okay. Is, th is, there, a, is there a purpose for this game show? There is a theme, and the theme is the meaning of words. Okay. We have ten commonly used words in English, but do you really know what they mean? Oh, okay. Are we ready? Um, uh, yes. Question yes. number one. The word is forensic. 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 A. Does it mean relating to the use of chemicals? B. Relating to the law courts? C. Scientific D Extremely detailed Forensic So, sorry, it uh, relates to chemicals A Relating to the use of chemicals okay. B Relating to law, law courts. courts C Scientific D Extremely detailed What does forensic actually mean? Choose okay. Luke. So, whenever I've heard uh, forensic being used, it's been in the context of like criminal investigations, like CSI Miami or CSI whatever. Just Indeed, forensic teams came to the scene. Yes, exactly. Um, so, what are forensic teams? I suppose they're groups of like sort of 
criminal investigators who study scientific evidence. So it was it was um, uh, what were the things again? Chemical. Related to theories of chemicals, relating chemicals, to law courts, law courts scientific, scientific, or extremely detailed. Or extremely detailed. Well, it sort of feels like all of those things because it's kind of is extremely detailed. Have to hurry you. You have to hurry me. Okay. Um, oh, um, I would say it's, I would say it's uh, related to chemicals because they always sort of do chemical tests to find blood samples and other chemical traces in order to find evidence to to convict uh, someone for a, usually a murder like some grisly murder I'm, i would say so it's related to chemicals answer a relating to the use of chemicals final answer um Yes. Okay. Actually, can I phone a friend? Do I get any of those options? You don't get a phone a friend on this game, Luke. Um, so it's that's it. It's just and no other like lifelines or anything like that. No. No. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, I think it's. Uh, I, I'm going to go for chemicals, and that's my final answer. Final answer. The answer is ping B relating to law courts. Really. It is forensic, comes from the uh, old Latin forum, and it is the, the branch of uh, police work uh, which is forensic, meaning related to the court of law. So uh, the correct phrase actually is forensic scientists. Really? Scientists who specialise in legal work. So the adjective forensic actually identifies it as being legal work as opposed to scientific work. Ah, okay, so the forensics the forensic specialists are not police investigators, they're scientists who do police work. Specialise in things related to a court of law, the legal process. I've always assumed that they were police specialists who knew about science, not scientists who knew about legal stuff. A common misapprehension. Ah. Question two, Luke. Right, okay, question two. Okay, Um, and the second word is anticipate. 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 Okay. A, does it mean deal with early or forestall? Does it mean B, look forward to eagerly? Does it mean C, predict what will happen in the future or D assume something will happen does it mean A to deal with early or forestall Wait, for, for forestall forestall means to prevent something happening prevent or deal with in advance yeah. okay alright uh, or B to look forward to eagerly to anticipate something might mean to look forward to eagerly like I'm anticipating my birthday could be Right. C, okay. anticipate, could mean you predict what will happen in the future. Like and we D, yeah. assume something will happen. Ass- what does anticipate mean? Um, all right, so uh, the first one was um, predict or force. To deal with early or, or forestall. I'm going to say, number one, to deal with something early or to forestall, because they always... Now, I get the impression that the questions in this game show have been designed in order to highlight or reveal um, certain uh, misuses uh, of words in the media, for example, in broadcast journalism. I'm just uh, just hazarding a guess at that you one. You might think that. I couldn't possibly comment. Uh, but sometimes these words are used with the wrong meaning. Okay. So you're going for A... To deal with early or forestall is the meaning for anticipate. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Final answer? 
Yeah. It's your final answer. By the way, is there money involved? Do I get to win any money from this? Ping. The answer is anticipate means to deal with early or full stall. Yes. Yes, you got that one correct. So if um, someone's taking a penalty in football and the uh, goalkeeper anticipates where the ball is going to go, he will save it. Uh, but it does not mean looking forward to something or to predict something or to assume something will happen. It is not the same as, well, other words which do mean, have those meanings, uh, such as expect. So it does not mean the same thing as expect. It means to deal with something early or to forestall it. To anticipate means to take action, to, um, uh, to forestall something that might otherwise happen. So, I mean... How do they get that wrong on the news then? What do they say on the news that's sort well, of they wrong? they never get it wrong on the BBC news. Well, of Look, course. Of course. But, um, yeah. but in general conversation, uh, people have come to think that anticipate means expect. And to be perfectly honest with you, when everybody thinks a word means one thing, then it does. So it may well be a word where the meaning is actually changing. Okay. All right. So Question three. Oh, oh all right. So I've got just a question. What's yes. the name of this game show again? It's uh, Who Wants to Be Good at English? Who Wants to Be Good at English? All right. Sounds a bit like another game show. That it, it, uh, any similarity to uh, game shows which have patents pending uh, is purely coincidental. Like who wants to be a millionaire? Well, I, I wouldn't even mention it. Just a just a coincidence. <laughs> just the just the thing is that in that show that uses similar music, in that show, uh, the system is that if you get one of the questions wrong, you're out. In this okay. show, we're doing ten questions. It doesn't matter we'll, if you get we'll one. We'll see of, how we get on. If you get one of them wrong, well, obviously you would have been out in the first round. This would have been a very short program. It would have been right. Mm. And and just to be clear, there's no money. I can't get money from this. Absolutely clear. There is absolutely no money. Just the satisfaction of demonstrating to all your listeners that you really know what English words mean. And and so far, I've got 50%. You've got one out of ten. Is there a pass mark? There There is a pass mark, five. If you get more than five out of ten, then uh, you're better than average. I can keep my job? Well, I I don't know about that. It's hard for me to say. (laughs) Question three. Uh, The third word is enormity. Enormity. It's often used uh, particularly by the press. So what does it mean? Due to the enormity of the blaze, the police struggled. something like that. All right. right. (laughs) Yes. Um, A, does it mean a great mass? B, does it mean great volume? C, does it mean great horror? Or D, does it mean great evil? Oh, bloody hell. So either it's mass, volume, horror, horror or, or evil. evil. Um, uh, and and mass and volume, they're different, right? They are different, I suppose. Or, or volume is about space and mass is about like something. Mass. Like kind of I mean, like weight. Like it's weight. a bit like weight, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, the enormity of the explosion due to the enormity of the blaze. Firefighters struggled for over two days to contain the, the fire. Um, the enormity, I think it's about size. I think it's volume. I think it means large in volume. You think enormity. Enormity means large, large in size. volume of something. Size, volume. For example, the enormity of a fire. The police struggled to contain the, uh, the, the, the catastrophe due to the enormity of the fire. I'm okay. sure I've heard that Okay, you may news. well have heard that. So uh, you're going for question B, uh, answer B. Answer B. Uh, great volume. And the answer is... Ping! 
its great evil. What? Answer D. Enormity is great evil. Can you? So the uh, the correct meaning of the word is that it is not just a big thing which is bad. It is something that is actually inspired by the devil. Really? Can you give well, me? Can you give me an example? Uh, well, the um, uh, when. Uh, Satan rebelled against heaven. Um, yeah. The enormity of his crime meant that he had to um, be hurled into hell. Ah, I see. Uh, so the enormity of a crime ought to relate to how bad it was, as opposed to the size of it. Ah, right, right. I see. Okay. Okay. I've, can so I just make another point about this game? You can. I feel like the questions. I feel like it's a set of trick questions. Well, they're difficult questions. I wouldn't call them trick questions because, I mean, obviously you're going to get sensitive as you get more and more of them wrong. <laughs> but, but a lot of students of journalism get these things wrong as well. And it's because the words are so commonly misused. And this is a technical exercise. What do these words technically mean is not quite the same as how they are often used in normal conversation. But I thought it'd be interesting to know what they technically mean. And there's a lot of satisfaction to be had about using words correctly, isn't there? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that. You know, being an English teacher, I'm well aware of that. It's just, it just seems like the game is designed to make me fail, that's all. Yes, I think it is going to make you fail, Luke, but don't take it personally. Hardly anybody gets these right. Question four, you've, you've got one out of two, one out of three. <sighs> this is embarrassing. The next, que- next word is, what is the meaning of the word refute? Refute. A, does it mean disagree? Does it mean B, disprove? Does it mean C, discard or set aside or does it mean d repudiate or reject um so it would be like you know the the experts have refuted the claims that the uh investigation was biased or something like that i completely refute these allegations so sorry go through the examples again if you would disagree yep all right Disprove. Disagree, disprove. Discard or set aside. Discard it or set it aside, okay. Repudiate or reject. So I refute these claims. Uh, Disagree. I'd say, I think I've heard it being used to mean disagree. Like, for example, um, allegations were made in the press uh, about um, uh, whether or not I took uh, cash to ask questions in the House of Commons, and I uh, completely refute these allegations. Uh, There is no evidence to suggest that they're true, and I completely refute them. Okay, so going for A, disagree. Yes. Uh, Ping. The answer is B, disprove. (sighs) Oh, God. A lot of people use it in that way to say, I completely disagree with this, but technically, refute means you have proved that it is not the case. So it is actually an illegal word, and uh, if, a, if an allegation is refuted, it doesn't just mean it's been rejected or uh, uh, argued with, it actually means the allegation has been disproved. Sorry. So that's an interesting one, isn't it? Got another, got, yes, very interesting. I've got another one wrong. Can I just ask why these particular questions have been put together in this quiz what's the overall I know that this is a game show and it's for entertainment especially since well Luke you may know that I'm a part time professor of broadcast journalism and 
I devised it as a little game to um, try out on the students of journalism, not not to just catch them out, because it will catch them out, but to say it's very useful to know the language very well. And it gives you great satisfaction to use words precisely and not loosely. And there's quite a lot of the English language which is um, quite quite precise. Words have a precise meaning, uh, which may well go back to their Latin roots. And um, I think if you're going to have a career... Uh, using English language is really quite interesting to try and look at some of these words and say, what do they actually mean? But as I said earlier, if everybody thinks a word means something, then it does, uh, because that's the nature of language. Um, And a lot of these things are in the process of change because so many people think, you know, enormity means great size, that in the end, it does mean great. So size. it's majority rules, isn't it, at the end of the day? Well, I don't know whether you can say that. If 48% of the population know that enormity means something very bad, then you are making an error if, you, if you, you're in the 52% who think it means something else. I think you have to sort of have some mysterious level where hardly mm. anybody knows what the original meaning is. All right, so if it's kind of a very narrow margin, like 48%, like the referendum or something like yeah. that, then that's obviously a, that's ridiculous. But let's say, for example, that let's say you do this quiz in front of 100 uh, university students, they're all studying journalism, and there's you, the quiz master, and there's 100 students, and all of the students get the answer wrong. They all choose B when, in fact, it's A, and you're the only one who chose A, and so it's 100 to 1. <laughs> is that enough of a margin? Well, I think it's a pretty convincing margin, but I can always say go go to the Oxford English Dictionary and see what that says. Right, OK. Even though they're probably having meetings at Oxford to say, you know, I think it's time we updated this word. <laughs> they may well be. Because we know that words don't stay the same. They... Well, I don't agree, although the ones, the four words we've had so far, yeah. if, you are, if you work in forensic science, you know what forensic means that's true you know it's a special bit of science Mm. relating to the courts of law you know that and if you um you know if you're an educated person you're quite likely to know that refute has a technical meaning meaning to actually disprove something Mm. um so you know confused with dispute confused with refuse it's it's a particular word which i don't think it's um it's uh, archaic to use it in precisely the right way. So am, am I not an educated person? Well, not educated enough, Luke, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I wonder who's responsible for that. Sorry. Come on, let's move on. Okay. Well, let's Question get, five. Let's, let's get some of these questions right now. Come Question on. Question five is, the word is fulsome. 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 Okay. Does it, uh, and, and it's often used in, in the terms of praise. People give people fulsome praise. F-U-L-S-O-M-E. Fulsome. So, A, nearly full or close to complete. Mm-hmm. B, of total generosity. Mm-hmm. C, over-generous or excessive. Mm-hmm. D, complete or fully rounded. <sighs> fulsome. Fulsome. Now, you said that someone gives another person fulsome praise. Um... I'm sure I've also heard that word to describe, uh, how can I say this, women's breasts. Have you ever heard that? No, I I never even think about women's breasts. So 
No, no, no. I don't. I don't think so. No, um, no. I think that's buxom. Buxom. Yes. So. Uh, <laughs> or fully formed. Uh, fulsome, fulsome. Uh, it means nearly full or close to complete. It means okay. of total generosity. It means over generous or excessive. It means complete or fully rounded. Now, um, I feel like you want me to say complete or fully rounded. I, I'm going to say generous. It's in, uh, over generous? Of no, total generosity? Just, just generous, not over generous. Just generous. generous. That is often the way the word is used. Let's find out what the true meaning is. Got it wrong. Ping. Fulsome technically means overgenerous <sighs> or excessive. So if the Prime Minister gives fulsome praise to his Chancellor, it can actually be a little bit of an insult um, in that it is overgenerous, cloying, um, a little bit sickly. Obse- obsequious. A little bit obsequious, a bit of excessive. It was a bit fulsome. So I got, I got the so, word obsequious there. So it's a very interesting word indeed that it, it tends to sound like generous praise, but actually it's just a little bit too generous for the circumstances. <sighs> Technically a very tricky word. This is deeply embarrassing. It is. Next one, six. We're halfway through. And I've got one point out we won't six. go to commercial break. We're going to press on. Um, number six, the word is infer. 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 Right. Does infer mean to indicate something indirectly? Does it mean to hint or suggest? Does it mean to make a case through supposition? <laughs> it's difficult to follow. That these. Or does it mean to deduce something? Can you just uh, give me an example of how infer would be used then? Well, no. If I give you an example, you'll soon find out which is the right so one and which is the I have to come one. up with the example. Yeah. For example, uh, it could be something like, um, you know, the detectives inferred from uh, the evidence that uh, he was the murderer. You okay. could. So it's deduce. Then. You're dead right. Yes, I got it oh, right. Oh, sorry, I didn't do the drama. Uh, <laughs> so you're going for D, yes. deduce. Final answer. Final answer. Ping. That is actually correct. Yes. That uh, infer means to deduce something, to receive information where you make a conclusion. Like Sherlock Holmes. So it's not the opposite, which is uh, to... Uh, what's the opposite of infer? It's... It's, uh, I'm implying something. Imply. Right, imply. So you imply means you indicate something it's indirectly or hint something. You're implying something. But to infer something means you receive the information. Okay. Well done, Luke. Like, for a example, lot of people get that wrong. For example, earlier on, you implied that I was uneducated. I did imply that. You, and like, you inferred that I was being a little bit insulting. So um, Sherlock Holmes or a detective would infer things based on evidence, like, you know, put things together yeah. and work out. Uh, the, the the solution, whereas imply is to make a suggestion without actually saying it. Correct. And people always think infer means imply, but not me, everyone. That's right. You don't say, you. what am I inferring? What are you inferring here? You don't say that. You say, what are you implying? Right. Okay, okay question seven. This is all getting fun. Uh, the next, next word is inflammable. Inflammable. Oh, yeah. Inflammable can mean A, capable of catching fire, B, incapable of catching fire. Right. C, ready to catch fire. Or D, designed to inflame feelings. Designed mm. to, to inflame, inflame feelings. feelings and emotions. That's like, right. for example, an inflammable news story. It could be. Or, designed to... Or an inflammable speech, perhaps. Right. Uh, is that correct? Um, so, A, capable of catching fire, inflammable. 
B, incapable of catching fire, inflammable. C, ready to catch fire, inflammable. D, designed to inflame feelings, inflammable. Wait a minute. The first one and the third one, they're the same thing. The first one is capable of catching fire. The other one is ready to catch fire. Oh, bloody hell. Capable of catching fire and ready. On the brink of catching fire. Okay. All right. Now, I... I'm aware of this one already because we've got the word inflammable and we also have the word flammable, Correct. you see. And, um, and, and in fact, they've been used so many times. Like People get them wrong so often that they ha- are now both uh, acceptable words which both mean the same thing. So material can be considered inflammable or it can be considered flammable and it means that they are ready to catch fire. Or capable of catching fire. Or capable of catching fire. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Wood... Ready to catch fire means they're on the brink of catching fire. Well, wait a minute. Something like um, uh, uh, jet fuel, okay, is ready to catch fire, okay? But wood is capable of catching fire, right? Yes. So it's like petroleum, petrol, oil, that's ready to catch fire. If it's capable of catching fire, it means you can set fire to it. Yes, like wood. If it's ready to catch fire, it might be a log smouldering in the grate that is inflammable condition. Oh, no, that's not what I'm thinking, because I'm making a distinction between a material which catches fire very, very easily, readily, and and a a material which catches fire... It's possible to burn it, but it's not necessarily ready to go up in flames. so one is volatile, um, dangerously unstable. Well... Inflammable means it's a very, very dangerous substance. Well, I mean that it will catch fire very easily. Like, for example, petrol or, or film that's used uh, for, for movies. Whereas a log of wood uh, isn't in a dangerous Sometimes state. you have to work at it for a while mm. for, to get it so to burn. So inflammable, let's get this clear. A, does it mean capable of catching fire? Or does it mean C, ready to catch fire? I think it means that it's ready to catch fire because you see inflammable written as a warning on the side of fuel tankers and things like that. So I think it's just ready to catch fire. It's not it doesn't mean that it's 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 capable of catching fire because they would otherwise they'd be putting warnings on every single thing in the world. Like they would, wouldn't they? Would, but the fact and, is the dictionary says it's A capable of catching capable fire. Capable of catching fire. Yeah, but I think you and me <laughs> have agreed through a process of negotiation that that ready to catch fire is perhaps a slightly better definition well it might be we'll look it up the dictionary afterwards but i've already done it and the inflammable means it will catch fire it can you can set fire to it that's what inflammable means but you would never describe a log as being inflammable i don't know whether you've got another word for the side of a lorry carrying highly volatile jet fuel. I mean, very inflammable, fantastically inflammable. Well, what does combustible mean, then? Uh, Probably the same thing. Really? So we've got three words that mean the same thing. Combustible, flammable, flammable, and inflammable. That's the language, Luke. The reason why this question is in your quiz is because uh, people... like So inflammable was the original word, okay, and it's written on the side of petrol tankers and things like that. Inflammable, the original word, but people misunderstood it because of the prefix in. And in usually is a negative prefix. And people think inflammable means, well, it's inflammable. So they're starting to put flammable on the side. Yeah, because people That's assumed right. that inflammable meant that it was impossible, it was incapable of burning. And oh, it's inflammable. You can smoke as many cigarettes as you like, mate. It's inflammable. Um, that is right. There so was they, confusion over this word. So they tend to say flammable if they want to warn people about something. But technically the word inflammable means you can set fire to it. I understand now that both flammable and inflammable 
are, are parallel words. They're both in usage and they're both acceptable parts of usage. And in fact, often they're both used simultaneously. Indeed they are. What a confusing language we have. Let's move on to question eight. Wait a minute. I got that one right. You, no, you didn't. I did. You said ready to catch fire. The answer that. is capable of catching fire. Can I appeal that? We'll appeal it at the end of the game. Or appeal against that or whatever the right usage is. You, you, you'll appeal against it. In I will. English. I refu- you will appeal it in America. Can I refute that? Is that <laughs> you can try to? <laughs> you okay. can try to disprove that the, you got the wrong answer. I th- but I think you'll find that the judge's decision is final. And question eight: the word is one for music lovers, mm-hmm. and the word here is crescendo. Crescendo. The, uh, the yeah. Like okay. The, here yeah. are the four options. Are you ready? Yeah. A a gradual rise in volume. Okay. B, a sudden increase in volume. Okay. C, a peak in volume. Mm-hmm. D, a climax. I think I've crescendo. got Crescendo. What's a crescendo? A gradual rise in volume, a sudden increase in volume, a peak in volume, or a climax. Okay, so a peak and a climax, they mean the same thing. Much the same. All right, uh, so it's, is it... Is it a climax, or is it a slow or sudden increase in volume? Now, I know why this one is in here, because what they always say, what bad journalists would say is, you know, the cheering reached a crescendo at midnight, meaning that uh, the noise reached its peak at midnight. Now, that's not... I studied music theory for a few years when I was a kid, and I remember that crescendo just means an increase in volume. I think it's a gradual increase in volume, um, even though a lot of people use it to mean um, uh, a peak or a uh, what was the other word? A, a climax. Uh, climax. Yes. So it's not a peak or climax. It just means an increase. So it's impossible to say, or it's incorrect to say that something reaches a, a crescendo. Okay. So your final answer is a a gradual rise in volume. That's right. Correct, Luke. Yes. That is exactly what a crescendo is. The cheering reached a crescendo. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. It didn't, re- didn't uh, and the, um, on a music score, those who can read music out there will know that there is a special little kind of V on its side well, with the pointed end at the left and then it widens out. And that's Gradually. the way a, a crescendo is shown uh, on a music score. That's right. Yeah. Uh, steadily getting louder. Little symbol. Okay, good one. Question nine. Again, you'll hear this on the radio. You'll hear it on the TV. Uh, read it in the newspapers. Epicenter. Sorry, I've got four right so far. Have I not? We'll see. Three and one disputed. We'll see. Okay, so if I get this one right, then I can keep my job. Yes. And if I don't... <laughs> There's two to go. Epicenter. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is it A, the precise centre of a traumatic episode? Like an earthquake. A traumatic episode. B, okay. the point from which ripples radiate. C, the point deep in the earth where an earthquake originated. Or D... The point on the surface of the Earth directly above an earthquake. So, A, the precise centre of a traumatic episode. B, the point from which ripples radiate. C, the point deep in the Earth where an earthquake originated. Or D, the point on the surface of the Earth directly above an earthquake. Now, I've, I've started to work out this quiz now. I think I understand what's going on. So, the reason this one has been put into the quiz is because bad journalists would say 
um, you know, the epicenter of the, uh, oh, I don't know. Outbreak. Well, the epicenter of the violence occurred, you know, the epicenter of the violence was in, you know, this particular street corner, um, but they're using epicenter to talk about other things, but it's just for earthquakes. So that means that we've cancelled out A and B. It's either C or D. E- either it's the point at which the earthquake um, happened under the surface of the, the, the ground, or it's the the relative point on the surface. Uh, I think it's the point of origin of an earthquake underground, and it's where the, the, the tectonic plates have rubbed against each other or something, and I think it's that. I think it's it, it's under the ground. It's not the surface point. That's Why wouldn't they just call it the centre of the earthquake then? Well, because you don't need to say the centre of the earthquake. You can just see the, say the epicentre, because that means... Um, that means the centre of the earthquake. So you, you got, they've got one word for centre of the earthquake, epicentre. Okay, saying so the point deep in the earth where an earthquake originated. Is that your final answer? Um, oh, God. Um, okay, look, look, <laughs> listeners, if I get this one wrong, epicentre, the point in the earth or on the surface of the earth where the earthquake originated... Wait a minute, now... An earthquake can't originate from the surface. It can only originate... Is what's, what's option D again? Sorry, I just hit the microphone. The point on the surface of the earth directly above, above. an earthquake. <sighs> I think it's, the, it's option C. It's the point in the earth where the earthquake originates from. Okay, final answer. Yes. Okay, C, final answer. I'm afraid it's D. The point oh, on the God. surface of the Earth directly above an earthquake is the epicenter. And the epi is a kind of uh, indicator that it's um, the detectable point of the centre. Right. So um, it's a tricky one because hardly anybody knows what an epicenter really means. And as you say, lots of people use it wrongly simply to mean the centre. I'm going to The, dis- the, the centre of anything can be called the epicenter in bad journalism, which is trying to dramatise things. So what's the what, what do you call the point of origin under the ground of where I an earthquake th- comes from? I think from? it's the origin or the centre. No, there must be a word for it. There I must, don't know. There must be a scientific word for it. Anyway, we, after this, if you dispute this quiz, I, we'll look it up in the dictionary. I do. Okay, fine. We've got one more question left. Your oh, final really? chance. Yes. Just one more question? Final chance to get fifth, five, five correct answers. So there's final 11 chance. questions. Ten. That was question nine. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. The final question is effectively. 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 Okay. Does it mean A, to all intents and purposes? What? To all intents and purposes. Like, basically. To all intents and purposes. Essentially, basically. Yeah. All right. Or B, decisively and completely. Effectively. Okay. Something was done effectively, decisively and completely. Right. C, was it done effectively according to the evidence? According to the evidence? According to the evidence. What's the difference between something happening... Oh, just if... Oh, okay, based on evidence. And D, was it, does effectively mean movingly or having an emotional effect on... Oh, affectively, that would be, wouldn't it? A, to all intents and purposes... Oh, effectively... It was done effectively... B, decisively and completely, it was done effectively. C, according to the evidence, it was done effectively. Or D, movingly, or having an emotional effect on, it was done very effectively. So it's not moving. I don't think it's moving, because that, that, that would be affectively, I think, with an A. 
Um, and um, so it's to all intents and purposes. I'm sorry. What's the second one again? Decisively and decisively completely. or completely no. Uh, effectively. Um, well, wait a minute. Let me think of an example. You're working very effectively. Um. Um. Okay. Because because I can think of several things. One of them is like effectively. Um, we're looking for a, a quick solution to this to problem. To all intents and purposes. Yeah, that's the first, that's to all intents and purposes. Effectively, we're just looking to for a quick solution, effectively. Which is a bit like saying, basically, we're just looking for, a, to all intents and purposes, basically. the main aim of what we want to, want to achieve is, is a quick solution. So that's effectively. But also, um, it was done very, you know, that, that was certainly done very effectively, meaning that was uh, done uh, to great effect. Um, I think it's I think it's the second one. I think that was done to great effect. Which is which option? It's B. Decisively and completely, it was done effectively. Well, I don't mean decisively. I mean just with good results, with the right result. Okay, is that what that means? That's what that means. Okay, it's that then. Right. Okay. It's done completely. B, done. Final answer. Final yeah. question. Yeah. Final answer. Yeah. Final answer. Yeah. Correct. <sighs> Oh, God. Effectively God means that. to do something decisively, efficiently, completely. It's done very effectively. Okay. Um, and uh, if it's moving or having an emotional effect on people, that's affectingly. 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 Ah, okay, with an A. Yes, she sang very affectingly. Mm. Affecting, no, effectingly. It has an E, but it's having an effect on people, affectingly. It's not the same as effectively. And certainly not according to the evidence, and to all intents and purposes, the way it's often used, meaning basically. So, so when people say, um, well, effectively. effectively, what we've done here is we've created a, a database for for you know common mistakes in English. Yes, right? it's a, it's, a casu- wrong. it's a casual usage, which isn't particularly uh, what the word originally. You see, the meant. thing is, Dad. Right? Sorry, Rick, uh, <laughs> host. <laughs> the thing is that. This is all well and good, right? Um, and it, it's absolutely proper that uh, people are using these words correctly. But for people who are learning English, don't you think that they need to learn both? They need to, if it is 48% to 52%, and a lot of people, there's so many people get this wrong that you have to actually create this quiz in order for your, your university students to, to learn the correct usage, right? If enough people are getting it wrong, don't my students, my learners of English, don't they need to learn both? They need to learn the, let's say, the, the, the correct version, but they also need to know what 48% of the population are using it to mean. I think that they shouldn't worry about it too much because um, the precise meaning of, of words does change really quite quickly. Um, and uh, if a lot of people use you know, enormity to mean enormity to mean great size. I wouldn't worry about it. That's what a lot of people do. And if uh, the one on this list that I would think you shouldn't get wrong is infer. Right. Infer definitely means that you uh, understand something, you deduce something, you work something out uh, because you've inferred what somebody means, and it's a mistake 
to mix it up with imply as for the others i wouldn't worry about it too much in that uh, they are technically quite difficult and tricky words but we thought it would be fun to just try out this little quiz as a way of talking about um, the subtleties of the meaning of some english language can i can i just um do something here There's this 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 atmospheric music is going on in the background as it has been for a while. Can I do this? This is what they usually do. Ready? Then the music stops like that. Okay, so you well, can now... Well done. You you got five out of ten, which is better than average. Oh, I did. You I did. did. Yes. I did. Yes. It's better than average. It is better than average. So I passed. <laughs> you passed. Oh, you God. can stay on. Oh, God, thank God for that. <laughs> can you could you just also just state for the record that uh, the questions were designed specifically to catch people out? They were supposed to be difficult. Um, You know, I invented meanings of the words that would confuse people. And it's a test-teach-test approach, or just a test-teach approach, which is where you test someone, they get it wrong, and then you got their attention, and then you teach them It's a little game to to talk about the, the... If you're going to be writing for a living, if you're going to work in a newspaper... I think you should know the language very well. And um, you should use words, not because you're not quite sure what they mean, but but out of choice. You know, if you Mm. choose to use the word enormity uh, about a fire, uh, which, you know, is it might be bad news for people, but it's not exactly the way the word uh, ought to be used because it does imply evil intent, then um, you could choose to. You, you, as long as you know what you're doing. Yeah, it's important to get to know the words properly. But it's, it's also worth, you know, pointing out, as we've already done, that um, the way that language works is that, that words do evolve over time, depending on how most people use them. And, you know, there, there are many, many examples of words that have started out meaning one thing and now mean something really quite different. And that's the natural progression. So to an extent, I think that it's OK and we should accept the way that words change and getting... I mean, for journalists writing and presenting on the television and so on, obviously it's very important that they're using words exactly right and that they're not sort of guilty of falling into cliches and misuse of words and things like that. But for people in general, I think that it's just worth remembering that that words, words just do evolve over time and, you know, they're not pinned down. It's all about sort of... Um, group understandings and shared understandings of what words mean and they do they do evolve so i'm i'm also right yes i agree with you words do evolve and they evolve quite quickly uh, it wasn't all that long ago in english that the word smart meant well dressed but now it means clever uh, and it's probably an american import but the fact is it's taken over very quickly um even so i i, I think i can honestly say i've never ever written a script uh, that says uh, he refuted the claims when it meant he denied them. Uh, refute has got to mean uh, he, he disproved them. And I don't think I have ever uh, writ- written a story with forensic experts in it right? Uh, because they're forensic scientists. Um, and it may be just marginally more difficult for a newsreader to say forensic scientists, but that's not exactly an excuse. So just to kind of finish this off before you end this episode of, what was it called? Who wants to be good at English? Yeah. Um, Just before we do, let's just, just wrap this up. So forensic actually means relating to the use of law courts, relating to the law. And so it's it's an adjective that we use to talk about types of scientists. So we actually talk about forensic scientists. 
and it means scientists who specializing are specializing in the legal process. Specializing in the legal process. Anticipate means deal with something in advance, deal with it early. For example, you could say, um, um, you know, we and you, you, you try to. I am an- anticipating a very hard winter. Therefore, I am buying lots of tinned food. Right. Or you know, the the the, the explorers anticipated um, the the difficulties, and they were therefore prepared for them by preparing for. Or, them. or as an English teacher, you have to try and anticipate problems that might occur in the classroom and prepare answers to them and, and so on. Okay, so deal with prepare, them. prepare in advance, uh, basically. You deal with them. You try to head them off. Before, stall, before is they a, happen. Is another word. Okay, yeah. all right. Enormity means act, actually means uh, large levels of evil. So the enormity of a crime would relate to the level of evil employed in that crime. So, you know, levels of cruelty or, or malice or whatever. Uh, in not not just size. So that's that's misleading because we, we think of the word enormous because enormous does mean big, but enormity is a different word and it just means uh, a large amount of evil, which is less common, I imagine. Uh, refute then was um, was disprove to disprove something. Um, so uh, th- those claims have been refuted. refuted. It means they've been shown to be wrong. Oh, okay. So, okay, with evidence, you would present evidence in order to refute a claim in a in a court of law. Okay, it doesn't mean to disagree or reject a yes, claim. Or denied. Or deny. It doesn't mean deny. It means disprove with evidence. Fulsome um, it means too generous, over generous, um, like obsequious in its in praise. So, if you give someone fulsome praise, it's like too much. You're 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 doing. You would give someone fulsome praise in order to try and, uh, you know, uh, butter them up so that they would then give you something in return. It's like negative, isn't it? Yes, it's just excessive and um, sometimes uh, can be ironic, right? Uh, in that uh, you are the greatest prime minister of all time when everybody knows you don't mean it. Like, for example, I've really, really enjoyed being on your game show. You're the greatest game show host ever. And Thank I, you very much, I think Luke. That it, That'll do. Yeah. Uh, infer is actually to deduce, like what uh, an, inf- an investigator or Sherlock Holmes would do. He'd make inferences or infer things from evidence. And it doesn't mean to imply. Imply means to, to sort of subtly suggest. Whoops. Right. Dro- That's me. Your mic. Very professional Locking on this show. Imply would be to to suggest something uh, without actually saying it, and infer is to um, work something out from evidence to to deduce something. Um, inflammable. This is the tricky one, um, and we basically the main thing is that flammable and inflammable mean the same thing, and we're talking about substances which can catch fire or catch fire easily and typically it's written on the side of things like a, a petrol canister or, or something like that and it's often accompanied by a warning which to me suggests that it's material that's going to catch fire easily and could be dangerous if it catches fire so we wouldn't say that wood is flammable or inflammable even though technically it is you capable you of would. Well, you would you would really yeah inflammable simply means ah, you can set fire to it i know so the thing is that it's used with liquids because we don't normally assume that a liquid is capable of well, catching as you fire. Have said flammable has become the danger word because people were confused by inflammable and right. now normally flammable is the word you'll put on the side of a gas canister or a petrol canister right even though technically it just means capable of catching fire um okay okay all right all right 
crescendo, a gradual rise in volume, not a a climax, but a gradual rise in volume. A crescendo leads to a climax. So the the problem there is that people have made this wrong collocation with crescendo. They say it reach a crescendo, and that's... Well, it's a mistake. Anybody who knows music will know it's a mistake, so which what's is a the, good reason not to make the mistake. What's the verb that we use with crescendo? We just have to say there is or there was a crescendo. Yes, it's a noun. So it, you can't reach a crescendo. You just say there is a crescendo or there was a crescendo. Okay. All right, then. Um, epicenter uh, was actually the point on the surface of the earth directly above an earthquake. I actually would like to know what... Um, I just. This is the one I wanted. No, no, we'll look it up. I wanted to Google it. I need to Google it now because my (laughs) listeners need to know, and I need to know as well. Oh dear. Yeah. He's getting all competitive now. No, I'm not getting competitive. I'm getting specific. I need to know uh, what epicenter. um, I don't know whether they'll be um, prepared to sort of twiddle their thumbs while you're Googling Epicenter, the, the point on Earth's surface vertically above the focus of the earthquake. Right. Thank you very much. Um, and it also says the central point of something, typically a difficult or unpleasant situation. Yeah, well, that's, that's the way it's starting to be used. So we've now introduced the, the, the meaning that, you know, generally people are starting to use, the central point of something unpleasant. Right. Um, yeah. But technically it's the, the point on the ah. earth, surface of the Earth immediately above... The uh, hypocenter. A hypocenter is is the point at which the earthquake actually originates. So that's the hypocenter. The epicenter is on the surface. Okay, well, there we go. Good, that's, good. There we are. We know, know what it is. It's important to sort these things and out. The final one was effectively an, adject- uh, an adverb, effectively. And uh, it does mean, you know, he is working very effectively. It means he's working decisively and completely. And, and the the problem was solved effectively means that uh, it was done completely, decisively and well. Properly, done well, uh, done in the right way. It doesn't mean basically. Well, basically. Effectively, we're just going to try and, uh, you know, finish off the job in the next couple of weeks. So there we are. That's not how it's used. It should be, uh, that was done very effectively. Thank you very much. That was a very effective uh, quiz, I hope. Well, I hope it was done effectively. I think it was. Do you want to? Do you want to? Fin- <laughs> do you want to do the closing part? Because you're well. That's it for this episode of Who Wants to uh, Be Good at English. And thank you very much, Luke Thompson, for being such a a willing contestant in this very difficult round uh, on the meaning of words, the technical meaning of some words, which are often used in the wrong context. So that's it from us. Uh, Join us again for another edition of Who Wants to Be Good at English coming up sometime in the future here on Luke's English Podcast. And goodbye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.